Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm in Ottawa. My name is Hillary, and I'm in London in my bed because I'm sick as a dog. <laughs> you sound like a 12-year-old boy, Hillary, right now, to be honest with you. It's not pretty. I am probably the sickest I've been in years. Really? Yeah, I, I rarely, rarely get sick, but I recently had gastric bypass surgery, so I guess my immune system's a little bit compromised. Really? So uh, it, it's not good. And uh, actually, i got to get right to the quick. Why is it that people treat you like a leper when you have a cold? Because they don't want to get sick, Hillary. <laughs> nobody wants your diseased body near them because nobody wants to be sick, too. You really sound especially bad. I'm wondering, do you look as bad? I don't think, thanks. No, I, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, I got dressed this morning and tried to go to work. And it's one of those things where I don't feel super terrible, but they wouldn't let me in the building. Oh, my God. So, like, you're under quarantine now. Pretty much. because, But it's because we're going on vacation in a day and nobody wants my cold for their vacation. Oh, my God. That is that. Well, you know what? I, I would do that, too. If you came in sounding as bad as you did, you're not an asset anymore because you're, you probably can't talk as long as you normally would be able to talk, right? Absolutely. But I was going to, like, prep the show and get things ready for the weekend and, and kind of, like, take care of the paperwork. Yeah. But, the, but the, there's no use anymore. But, you know, you said that your immune system has been compromised because of your surgery. Like, what was it, though, that put you over the top, do you think? Uh, it has to be that I'm dating a guy with kids. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting kids. Yeah. Welcome to the other side, girl. Welcome to the others. Usually people with kids will always get sick in like in, in September, October at the start of school when they all converge together when school starts. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest of the year is just about it, that sickness being bounced around like and it lasts for 10 whole months. It's freaking disgusting. It is disgusting. And the worst part about it is that I only see my boyfriend once a week. So it's not like we have the option not to make out when we see each other. It's desperation time. That's right. <laughs> he's going to make out with you and he's going to like it, damn it. <laughs> and I made out with him. He had like a sniffle and he's like, oh, I'm getting sick. And no. Like, and you're starting vacation like this, Hillary. Oh, well. Oh, whatever. And then you're probably going to see his, uh, his sticky little children. Oh, uh, it's like... He is very germ-sensitive, like he's a germaphobe, but his kids are drippy and sticky, yeah. and, like, one gets nosebleeds all the time because she picks her nose oh off. So you just know that sits on everything. Yeah. Now, well, congratulations. You're now in the dirty child loop, and once you're in it, girl, just so you know, you can't ever get out of it. It's like the mafia. You're in it forever. <laughs> Thing. Yeah. So what happened with you this week? Oh, uh, you know, I actually debated whether I was even going to talk about this because it's just one of those uncomfortable things. I think we've all experienced it, but as a woman, you you don't even know how to handle this situation. Uh, so recently, I was in Montreal visiting the folks. I went to a gas station. The gas station attendant was very pleasant. He started talking to me. As he started chatting with me, Hillary, no word of a lie, he started scratching himself. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it happens, right? Then, okay. Then he started going at it like gangbusters, like really. So like it's no longer a scratch and <laughs> Like like it's a, that's right. <laughs> like it's an excavation of some kind. You're right. Like it's an a, a rescue operation is going on down there. It was unbelievable. So 
after the second time, and it's aggressive, I'm thinking, oh my God, um, what's happening? He's just talking to me like he doesn't even realize what's going on. By the third or fourth aggressive, you know, attack, I was like, okay, three things are going on here. Number one, this guy is just like, he's just, he doesn't even realize that he's, he's doing this anymore. Like, and nobody's told him, like his mom never said to him, stop touching yourself when he was a kid. Okay. The, what's the next possibility? Actually, I think I only have two possibilities. Uh, or the second one is that he's genuinely itchy and he has some kind of a medical problem and he's embarrassed too. Although his eyes didn't indicate that he was embarrassed at all. <laughs> like, you know, and, you, and the third one, honest to God, it, it dawned on me later was that maybe this is a kink. You know what I mean? You know, some people, they're like, they want you to look and that's their kink. Maybe. Right. But uh, during the time, I thought if I looked, I might embarrass the guy because that because we're women and we're sensitive that way. So I tr- like my my life's goal is to just to maintain eye contact with them during this crazy scratching exchange. And I held it. I just want you to know I held it the entire time. And then I you know, possibility. That's, and then you're just acting casual like nothing. There's nothing to see here. Scratchy man. I'm fine. It's all good. Uh, I've got another possibility. What is it? That you are looking really good that day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that possibility at all. And you know what? That's probably what it was. And he's like, hey. And I didn't realize he was subtly coming on to me. Because you know what? That's what girls want. That's how, that's how we want you to come on to us when you touch yourselves inappropriately. That's the way. Amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna introduce our guest right now, Hillary, because you sound like you're near death. So you take a sip of tea, okay? okay? No, no, no. I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not. Oh, what's going on? I'm not on? done yet on this. Oh, no. I was because hoping you would be. What is it with guys thinking that it's okay to adjust in public? Like, you'd never see a girl no. go in there and readjust the lady bit. No. Like, we excuse ourselves to the bathroom, but, like, it's every two seconds. And I think it's because in professional sports, it's also way okay. Like, have you ever watched a baseball game on TV or live? Every time they're at bat, they got to readjust. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, I never even thought about that. It's like socially acceptable in sport. It's it's ridiculous. So like, some why yeah, touch your balls that much. So like they're not that big. Relax. And you know what? As a woman who's seen her fair share, they're not that interesting. <laughs> Honestly, I have no desire to look at a male's sexual organs unless it's in use and I'm getting something from it. <laughs> Like, I never understood male strippers. Yeah, like, oh, I, I know, yeah. That flying around. It's, not <laughs> it's like, it's wasted real estate is what it is. <laughs> I'm so with you on that, I know. And, and you, you know what's funny is that I've talked about this before in life, and I remember a mother saying to me, don't you say that out loud. I don't want little boys to think that they're disgusting and they're, they're ashamed, they shouldn't be ashamed of their bodies. And it's like, well, they should be. So there. <laughs> We need to teach a little more shame to our young boys. That's what we need to do. Actually, yeah, because women sure have enough shame. I'm telling you. Oh, one more thing. By if, by the way, if that guy was scratching away in front of you, I mean, what would you have done? Would you have said something or would you have just maintained the eye contact like I did? I would have grabbed the forearm and been like, okay, enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. He, like he's a gas station attendant. Remember, he's not a guy you know. He's a gas station attendant now. I don't Care. Grab his like, arm and say you've done. Who, I have a coworker who is seven feet tall, and he gets mad at me because I call him out on adjusting himself all the time. He says I shouldn't even look. I'm like, dude, they're at eye level. You can't <laughs> not look. Right, right. So you're. Wait a second. He's allowed to scratch whenever he wants, and you're not allowed to say anything. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I just got to adjust. Guys got to do it. Well, you should, you should start touching your girls. <laughs> it's not, no, but guys, they, they like the boobs too much. I think, like, to get back at them, you'd have to, like, pick a wedge or something. <laughs> I'm not talking about those girls. Lower. Oh. Get in there. You like the camel toe? I'll show you a camel toe. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we took it too far. We took it. Okay, now is the time for you to take a sip of that tea, okay? Okay, sounds good. Okay, we're going to get to the dirty right now with a really simple question. Have you ever wondered if there's something out there? Today, we welcome psychic medium Bonnie Thompson, who definitely says yes. Uh, She's been connecting people to their loved ones and helps them find peace and comfort. Welcome, Bonnie Thompson. Hi, thank you very much. One more time. Hold on. One more time. Hi, thank you very much for having me both. You and your dear friend on the other end. Yes. When you came I'm here today, so did you? Sorry, yeah. Bonnie. I feel so bad that I had to uh, do this from my bed, but uh, you'll be happy to know that I'm naked. Did you know that already? <laughs> what? Holy yeah. jumping! Well, that was my first question, Hillary. I was going to ask Bonnie. I mean, when you came, did you sense that something was amiss? What do you mean amiss? Yeah. Well, that maybe that Hillary was unwell. No, actually, what was really unique is uh, whenever you get on the phone, well, the energy was re- is kind of heavy no matter where I go at times. So once I clear it up a bit, because when I do walk in other buildings and spaces and stuff like that, and so my husband looks at me because I'm taking all these big, deep breaths, and my face is getting red, so I always come prepared ahead of time. When I get in here, everything was all perky, and she said, you're a little under the weather. Well, A, she was talking to you in the warm-up, and I kept coughing and clearing my throat, honey, which was your throat. But also, before you said about your your stomach, your gastric, I'm pointing down to my belly, and this sweet assistant beside me thought I meant turn the volume down. But also, your volume, your voice has come up, honey, which is really good. I am suggesting for you uh, lots of honey. Mm, and you honey, know what the throat I can't r- have honey. Pardon me? I can't have honey. No sugar. Sugar. Uh, so wait yeah. a second, Bonnie. You, also, you were when you were pointing to your stomach. What did that mean? That you knew well, there was because, something? Because I was feeling. Yeah, I was feeling it was her stomach. Her system's down before she even said what was going on. And if you see me closing my eyes and deep breathing, because I was feeling this stuff as well. Also, what I was suggesting is because you can take things natural, honey. And I know you're really limited what you're supposed to take. Um, pure aloe vera juice reduces inflammation. And boost immune system. Good call. Mm-hmm. And also do do the like you know uh, it's you buy it at a health food store, but like Google what it actually does, and it'll heal and repair stuff. I'm not feeling that you have any problems inside of you, dear, but it's your, it is your immune system. My goodness, and my and the top of my stomach feels nice and warm and fuzzy. <laughs> what does that mean? A little heat and, and cool it down a bit. Oh. So just just for I mean you you realize she's hundreds of kilometers away That's in London okay. Ontario and you she can still She does have nice sparky energy though too. She does always have that. But, <laughs> she does. But you can actually she's very pick up vibrant. Yes. She is those things. Yeah. But you can pick up that vibe just over the I'll telephone. Just hear and see once I hear their voice not necessarily even their name. Usually and I'm really good like I people say like I'm a medical intuitive. So a lot of times I get a lot of people coming to me and I close my eyes when, as you notice, I'm sitting there closing my eyes because I'm seeing the pictures as well. 
I'm not only hearing, seeing, and feeling the information, I'm seeing what's kind of going on. But there's a lot of healing internal as well. When you said about your boyfriend, what's his first name, Sunshine? Uh, we don't generally use his name. Okay, sorry, that's okay. Anyhow, when you were saying about the, the clean part, I was seeing lots of, like, you know, positive energy. I'm like, ooh, yeah, he's like OCD sometimes. Pretty much, yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm sitting here with my eyes going, oh, shoot, as people tell the story, I start filling in the blanks. Okay, so let's back up a second. When I go to your website, yeah. I mean, you are a psychic medium, but it also says you're a fourth-generation psychic yes. medium. So are you implying that this is a, a skill or a something that's been passed on in your family? Well, actually, my dad always seen uh, spirits, and he thought every house was haunted, so we always moved. My mom's side, is I'm from like the, the native side. If you've seen pictures of my mom, who's my angel, you would actually wonder... Like, you know, who is this girl? So my mom did energy work. Uh, my mom was an intu- like, you know, a healer. She wasn't as strong intuitive as I was, but, and my grandmother and like, you know, my great grandfather was like, you know, a, a medicine man. So it goes back generations. A lot of people, I always say, trust your gut feeling and your intuition, your instincts. However, some of us are really, when we're born, like, you know, and growing up, we have so much we'll hear, we'll see everything. And it can be overwhelming. A lot of people say, oh, when my kid was little, they had it, and then they lost it, or they outgrew it, or they chose to, when I was growing up. I didn't want to see the way I used to see. So I choose to close my eyes, but I do see things at times with my eyes open. However, a lot of times I've seen premonitions in my dreams. I do know and have heard a lot of things in our area as well as out of our city as well that I can't stop and... Um, like, I can't stop a premonition. However, what I do, I send angels and healings and guides to diffuse a situation. So how old were you when you knew you had eight. a special... You were eight years old. And what, I was eight years old. What when happened? I was, uh, when I, after my grandfather had a heart attack, I, I was like really sad and grieving. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll never get to see him again. But he kept visiting me in my bedroom. I kept feeling the sense. I, uh, I was seeing them in my dreams and that. And then I was like scared. And when I was about 13 to 15 is when it was really hit me i was really powerful because i lived in a small town and my husband who's actually behind the scenes here i was driving my bicycle i said who is that guy in a group of 10 guys I said oh they told me i'm gonna marry him oh this is happening i'd look at my girlfriend and say your house is burning in two days you're having this car accident and everybody's like whoa i said you guys not like me and, I, and then they all thought it was scary but i'm i have a very playful spirit and energy anyhow so i'm like okay just shut up and keep it all so what i did was i would write everything down in a diary and as people were passing away in my family's my grandmother's sister and all kinds of relatives and even people in the town they'd come and communicate with me through my dreams and so that's how when I was 20 and 21 I'm like oh my gosh and I was telling my husband this is how many kids we're gonna have and a lot of psychic mediums don't hear for themselves they don't see and they don't know for their family I'm very fortunate that I can foresee that ever since I was a little girl I told my mother oh by the way you're dying in the winter and I'm gonna cover you up with a white blanket she died wow. March 17th. <laughs> oh, but Bonnie, is it a curse or a blessing to well, be able to have these premonitions and see the future? Well, so that's the thing. So when I was growing up, I thought it was kind of a curse because when the things would happen, although if I'm being guided and shown and told about my one son, like, you know, in, he works in the electrical field and he was working at Lansdowne when they were building it. So, so when I seen it and heard it, I'm on the phone. I warn him. Oh, by the way, and I warn my other son, don't do this. Now, whenever a world event happened... 
I couldn't do anything about it. I seen the Twin Towers come down in the dust, and I was choking, and my grandfather told me the stocks are crashing in two days. I didn't ask where or why. I didn't want to know. I was sick to my stomach, and I said to my mom, we can't buy stocks. We were going to buy stocks, knew nothing about it. When it happened, I was so sick. I did go to Ground Zero last year because I felt I needed closure because I couldn't protect them. I have been warned of other events that actually recently had happened in the city in a couple years ago. I couldn't go to the police because I'm protecting myself. I did tell my immediate family, but now that I do have police in my energy field I can and who have come to me as a client, I can tell them and then they will actually not, in, like, you know, um, what do I say, um, invade my privacy. What can you generally talk about what it was that you saw two years ago in Ottawa that the police were contacted about? Like yeah. was it was it a major event in it Ottawa? It was a major event. Was it the Parliament Hill yes, shooting? So you're saying that you saw I that happen? Hear, I kept hearing that two weeks prior. Really? And did you go to the police not, before it happened? N- no, I didn't because you know what? The way society is today, they would say, "How does she know this?" But I constantly hear, see, and feel. So I kept hearing lone gunman charge in Parliament Hill shooting. I didn't within t- within two weeks. It happened in ten days. When I see someone on the news, I'll say, "Oh my God, three guys took her. They're never finding her. She's gonna be found on the walking path." Now, with the people come to my door, and I'll say, "Uh oh, you're the police, and your wife is the nurse, and she actually works here." <laughs> we were in Miami on vacation, and I'm eating breakfast. And I'm very playful, and I'm like eating, and I'm going, oh, I'm going to bust them. They're working undercover. My family says, oh, mom, you can't. Yes, because it's my first day vacation. I'm playful. So I go out there and said, what are you working for, sunshine? He says, we're security for the Miami Heats. I said, honey, I work undercover, too. I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm from Ottawa, and I do have people like you know in your field that come to see me. So I'll say, I, my family says I'm psycho. <laughs> However... I could be psychic, and sometimes I might know something. And the one gentleman, he was tall, and, and like, you know, he was Jamaican, big, tall guy. And the other guy was short, he was white, and he was very guarded. He had his hand on his suit jacket. <laughs> and I said, stop it, you look like the hit man. And so this is what I told him what it was. He's like, oh, my God. I said, yeah, Boston. Can I have my picture taken But you understand, you? <laughs> you understand, Bonnie, just to back up for a second here, there's a lot of skeptics out there who call bullshit on all of this. Oh, I mean, and yes, they may they're... say, well, Bonnie, you just are obviously an incredibly observant woman. <laughs> you know how to, I mean, when you have to see somebody's hand on their, on a, on oh, no, no. what they could were be walking, a weapon. When I first seen them, they were just walking into Booster Juice. And I heard you, they're undercover. So, so what, what exactly, you're a psychic medium. What, right I, now you're sitting across from me, you talk about energy. You talk about premonitions. What do you physically see around you? What I was really hearing when I was looking at you, I would say, where's your dad and what's going on with your dad? My father? Yes. Nothing. What's as far as I know, I'll give him a call later now, yeah. though. I'll tell but you I that much. To, I want to talk to you about your dad. And sometimes when I want to talk to you about your dad, there's other situations of us like to talk about or something like that. What are you thinking? What's his first name? John. What's his last name? The same as mine, Phlegakis. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So just, if yeah, okay, Bonnie's just eyes are closed, and I guess I guess you look like you're channeling some kind of a vision. Well, my guys, yeah, well, my guy, as soon as I was looking, talk to her about her dad, talk to her about her Okay, yeah, we'll talk to her about her dad later. No, I don't like to invade other people's privacy. However, 
Is there something going on with your dad's health that you're kind of concerned about? Not really. He's very healthy. Okay, what I was going to ask you is, uh, how is his communication? Uh, the same as it's always been. <laughs> well, I feel like my tongue is getting really thick with him. It means he needs water in his system, what I'm really feeling. Uh, also, when also when my tongue's really thick, it also means, like, you know, um, diabetes. And also, maybe he may not speak enough or speak too much. Well, that's pretty broad. <laughs> He may not speak enough or no, he speaks how, too much. How really is his communication and his, uh, and when I'm saying communication, like, you know, I'm saying like his, like he can be very vocal on that nicely, but uh, how positive is he? Um, he's an, he's a Greek man from the village. He's not, <laughs> what can I tell no, you? He's so not he the greatest really, communicator. No, he's not the greatest. His tongue is very thick. He no, doesn't speak. He, he, he speaks, he speaks plenty, but yeah, he doesn't say but very much no, when he speaks. No, he doesn't. No, it's a communication. Well, wouldn't you, would, again, if I was playing, you know, playing devil's advocate, I would say, well, isn't that the same for most men? I would men? say, listen here, honey, your communication with your dad is really good with you on your part. However, his part, he doesn't speak up because he's really old school. Yeah, he is. Very and there is school. something I am concerned, and I am concerned about him actually getting water in his system too. Okay, well I'll Drinking call him more up. water. Yeah, I'll call him up after this and make and sure he hydrates. Uh, I do actually. Oh, Isn't Sorry. she cute, <laughs> Bonnie? Like you I had to ask. Sugar. I kept hearing wine, wine, wine. <laughs> no, but with your dad and feeling, there's not a lot of communication. No, there isn't. I was hearing that when I seen you in the lobby. I'm like, I'll never invade anybody's privacy. Well, I, <laughs> that's fine. That's what people go to you for, right? They yeah, they well, want to know I, I everything. Say like a life coach with a higher knowledge guidance count, more so counseling. Yeah. Um, when you when people come to you and they see you, what is it that they're looking for for the most part? I would say relationships is a biggie. Relationships and a lot of time, like one lady came in the other day, and I said to her, "How's the relationship with your husband?" She says, "Good." Just like I said, "How would your dad be good?" Yeah, I was hearing elsewise, like you know, sure, it was really good on her part, uh, and him, like you know, I said, "Let me see a picture." I go, "Oh, I love his energy." Like you very, but also um, I brought up family issues and situations that really triggered her and made her cry. I said, "We only have an hour. We really got to get down to business," like you know, and so. Then we spent majority of the time on that. But what she really came with, the, uh, the other part of the relationship, she goes, oh, I, I was sent something from God. And I'm thinking, no, it's not God. It's another man. I was here in relationship. So the first thing I asked her is, how's your relationship? Rather than me say, oh, my goodness, who's this other guy in your picture? And all of a sudden, she's very spiritual and opening up all this stuff. And I'm like, she's just like, whoa. <laughs> So she, we had nine minutes left because we had to do so much healing of other issues. And she'd seen me before in a smaller time frame, and it didn't come up then. So when someone comes to me, I have to pick what's important. But I love it when I say, what do you want to know, like, you know, what area? And a lot of times it's because she was very strong. Um, that So much emotions came out with her, with myself. I said, I, you know, my work is healing. However, if you want to talk about that main situation, we could have brought that up first. And you told me it was fine, but really, I was hearing otherwise. So rather than for me to tell them, I'll ask, because they have to say it to heal it to feel it. Say, and a lot of times I'll say, oh, you know what, we, we do have our parents for, like, you know, certain time frame. And we have to adapt and adjust to their qualities. Although if we haven't done things the way we want to, please get it done. A lot of times I'll say, what age is your parent now? Because I'm hearing numbers for other reasons. So back back to the question for a second. I before we talked about my dad, <laughs> my my poor communicating father. Um, oh. We we uh, we. I asked you about um, I asked you about what it is that you see. 
Mm-hmm. Like the energy that you talk about. So in this room, obviously you get a, you obviously had a feeling about my father. What, but what do you see in front of you? Like, are you seeing uh, ghosts? Are you seeing angels? Are you seeing, uh, you know, what, what are you seeing? Is it color? Like, yeah. Yeah. Color? Well, I, I actually, I'm seeing a lot of white. Never mind because it's lighter here. I'm seeing a lot of white here and a couple little, like, you know, energy spirits here. Uh, the busiest part is out in the lobby. It's, it's a little heavier out there. What does that mean? Um, when it's heavy, it's just a lot of it is like maybe the, everybody seems to gather there and they bring their energy stuff with them. You know, if people come in, they've been happy, they've been sad, they've been cranky. It doesn't matter what form. I just feel it's a little heavy. Where you work, it's very playful. The energy, it's very light. It is very it light is, in here. It is very light. The only thing is, and my husband's like, oh, he's looking at me. It was just there till I kind of, kind of clear it out. I keep, I protect myself. And it gets lighter as I get there, but it's for me to walk in. It's like me going into a store or if a client sits in front of me and they've had a huge loss and I'm like, I'm hearing and seeing and feeling all the detail, although I'll watch what I say and how I say it. Because sometimes they don't know how graphically their loved one right so you know what you're to me you're describing not necessarily seeing ghosts or angels to me what you're describing is you're picking up a a vibe where you go you're you're feeling other people's energies and you're being able you can read that energy well well people can read energy as well if people like that's when i go into a space however i'll just look at people and i'll hear d d d d d d d and i'm like oh okay Or I'll give them names or something. Oh, and you know what? I wanted names. Sorry so again, Hillary? Talks, something talks to you, Bonnie? Yeah, I constantly hear, like, my guides My guides will say, okay, um, for instance, um, if I go to the casino, they'll say, leave this machine, go to that machine, like, I, or stay on it longer. I just constantly hear. Like, I'm vacuuming my floors, and I'm hearing of clients so-and-so from Nebraska. And I'll hear it over and over again. Yeah, okay, whatever. And next thing you know, she'll inbox me or she'll email me. Or I'll hear of a client and I'll send them an email. Like, you know, is everything okay? When I'm doing that, I'm reaching out to them just because I'll hear it over and over again. I can't do that all the time. This one client I said, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. Hi, how's everything going with your boyfriend? And I gave, and I had remembered the name because he came once for healing. This is months later. She said, oh, everything's fine. I said, great. Three days later, she calls me on Saturday night. He took a handful of pills. <gasps> and, you, had, and you sensed that that was happening? Yeah, I felt he, I felt he was really sick. And like, you know, he was, he was going down. And so when she said, I said, good. Like, you know, whenever she said everything's fine. Then when she called me, I was out at the time. And when I came in at 11 o'clock at night, I picked up the phone to counsel her and to talk to her. I've had done readings, um, uh, like, you know, all over another big event was a shadow Montebello. And this mother, coincidentally, gets her reading gifted to me. And she sat in front of me. And I said to her, oh, my gosh, I have to talk to you about your son. And uh, we, I, said, I said, you've got so much emotions. And I'm really concerned over him. And she goes, yes. And I said, um, he has had some attempts. And she said, yes, sir. I'm really sorry, honey. I said, but ain't, this beautiful lady gifted you this reading because someone was kind of scared to talk to me. Like I saw, I, w- I sh- watched what I said. I said, but I'm telling you this now. He doesn't live here. He's living with dad, but he's already said his goodbye. Keep your eye on him. You've got to call him, say this, this, and this consistently. But I'm telling you, he's pushed himself away, mom. And guess, and I heard, she said, Bonnie, how long do I have with him? I said, the next time, the next attempt, 
will be uh, he'll be your angel and I was here within three weeks and he w was dead in two weeks and she's from Ottawa uh, I can't say who she is her son wasn't from the area but I'm sure if you watch the news you've seen her advocate for him for mental health well you know that's that's the tough part of what oh, you do. It is. You say that you saw 9-11 and the yeah. Parliament Hill shooting. And I don't know if you saw the specifics of it or you had sort of a general idea. What I about? Kept, I kept hearing, yeah. What about if you do see the specifics of something and you know a car accident is going to happen? Is there any... Have so you ever I've, tried to stop something and successfully stop something? Well, for myself, actually, um, well, one of my children, I said to him, you can't take the 417... Within three weeks, if you do, the little old lady's going to total your car. And he laughed. And this is one of my sons who really sees energy. He he hears and he sees spirits as well. And it freaks him out. He's 28 years old. And he, this is the one that had the electrical accident. And I warned him. It did happen. But I told him, don't trust your boss or the other guy. And you're going to be on the skyjack with this wire, this time frame. So when it actually happened, he turned his eyes and wasn't blinded. And the first thing he says is, don't tell mom. Well, A, that's not his fault. But he felt he, it was his fault because he trusted them. The second time was the accident. He didn't listen. He laughed and said, oh, mom. I said, if you go home lower 17, you're going to get a spanking. Go home 31 for this time frame and it'll be fine. Did he listen? Absolutely not. And I, and I called it out on one of their friends being in a, a snowmobile accident and dying. And three days later, it happened. And one of their friends recently passed away, and I kept saying, this, was a, this is not a good thing. I kept saying, oh, my God, that little kid, from the time he was like five, he's not living until he's 30. He's not living until he's 30. That's the part of me, like with the family and friends. I'll just not hold nothing back. And we went by his house a week before Easter. I grabbed my heart, and he lives an hour away. I said to my husband, oh, my God, his heart. And I said, it's not well. The following Sunday, the guy got the blood clot to the heart, and he was 29. He would have been 30 in June. And he's one of my son's best friends. That uh, during what, knowing what I've said, that whole time frame, I wish you would have shut my mouth. <laughs> but uh, like, so when clients come to me and ask me ex exactly when is my dad dying, my mom dying, so there's two people that decide their powerful minds, their body, like you know when it's time. Yeah. So I see. It I is heavy. <laughs> I it, it is completely heavy. See, I just have trouble with the idea that there are spirits around us who are coexisting with us mm -hmm. and who are living i guess in another dimension with us or maybe the same dimension and you can are you in another dimension <laughs> like this is like the matrix <laughs> that we're in you know what i mean <laughs> like wh where where well, are they coming from and why can't i see them <laughs> darn do some meditation i don't know any. um no but it's true um for instance a lady came to me um i said Oh my gosh, you've, you've had, who would you like to connect with her? Whatever, because she was like an extreme loss. And it was her mom. And like, mom was, I was hearing uh, the truck. Um, my neck slumped down, the heart attack. I was hearing all her stuff. I was, I said she was on oxygen. I seen the tubes and everything. And this girl's like, oh my gosh. Sometimes her, their spirits are stronger. And sometimes they're not. They're just there to say hi. Like, for instance, if, if they were, um, um, I would say mouthy, well. I'm mouthy. So like what do the they physical. do? Motion to you and say, no, or I, are they whispering I'll close in your my ear? Eyes and I'll see the, the outline sometimes of their face and that, or I'm just constantly hearing mom. And, and they'll give me certain months. It doesn't make sense to me. 
Or I'll say, oh my goodness, you didn't put her in the ground right away. It's going to be cremated. And she forgives the grandson for not attending. And then they're really hearing all those vocal stuff. I'm like, like, you know, and telling me why. So I'm like, hmm, or I'll just shut up and not really say that. You know, when you go to one of those psychic fairs and there's, you know, psychics <sighs> everywhere and people yes. go with their palms red and whatever. We run one, actually. So, <laughs> no, you know, most people think that psychics, palm readers, or bullshit artists, or con artists who are there to take advantage of people who are hurt, who are so desperate to, to connect with a loved one for exactly. information, and they want peace, and that's what they're paying for, peace of mind, and they just want you as the middleman to give them peace. The validation. When, you go, when I go to a psychic fair, I'm not talking about yours, but any random psychic fair, how much bullshit is in that room, would you say? And I know you can see bullshit a mile away. If well, you're the real deal, you know the bullshitters. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, I know that there are bullshitters in well, this business. Well, to be honest with you, this is this is what happened. When I was 13 to 15, I said to my mom, please take me to the, this fair, which was actually used to be in Ottawa, the North European Sportsplex. I went to three of them. I was so mad. Nobody really knew me. They didn't know how, um, I, I'm not, I don't have an ego, but how, um, how would I say this? Not they, a, they didn't see your energy, you mean? No, they didn't know. That I, I could do predictions. I knew and seen everything. They, not one of them told me that. And I said, these guys are fake. They don't know me. They're telling Bonnie. the story. Bonnie. Yeah? Uh, when you talk about different types of psychics, like I know that different psychics or mediums, they consider themselves to have different skills. Like some well, yeah, are Everybody has different vibrations. Some are empaths. Some are oracles. Some... Speak to dead people. Yep. Just get a feeling for energy. Exactly. Yeah. Where, where do you lie on that spectrum? Okay, so I don't see auras. I'll, I will see colors in front of the mic. So this lady, I see so much green around you. I am an empath. Um, I hear from their loved ones, and that's the thing I didn't want to do when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, why am I always hearing that? Um, so I just have, and I do read other psychics as well, and mediums that come to me for guidance. And a lot of times I want names, I get names, and I read pictures too. So sometimes, like in our community and other places, I have clients from Houston, which are like, you know, very well known as well, psychics and that. Sometimes I say, oh, you're just a mama bear, eh? Why? Because I, I love everybody and want to help you or I want to really push you and guide you. Or they'll say, how do you get names? How do you do this? I've just been like this. So we all are on different vibrations. Some people, like, you know, may read palms. And I love palm reading. Like, you know, it tells your story. I did that when I was a kid. But the reason why I don't, um, and I, and yes, I am. I was in a psychic fair one time a few years ago. And I only did a couple shows. I said, I can't be in this because this isn't for me. The reason why, because someone sitting beside, on the other side, said, oh my gosh, um, I want to hear from so-and-so. And she goes, oh, they're here, but they have nothing to say. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that lady doesn't do that type of work. So if someone says to me, oh, by the way, Bonnie, I'm having a really bad problem in my house and I'm being scratched all the time and it's a, not, a, not a good spirit, do you think I'm going to go there? No, because I'm not the professional in that field, nor will I pretend I am. Or if they ask numerology... I will refer you to someone else. So sometimes that's why uh, you, like, they shouldn't let on they do it if they don't, bottom line. So yes, when you said call bullshit, 
yeah i'm like oh no <laughs> not gonna be here this these this is not for me so then that's when i chose i said to my my son said mom why don't we do our own little things so therefore i know who they are before they come in and i know how they read have you ever been wrong um when you say wrong is sometimes i'll say i hope i'm wrong on the time but have you but ever told something to somebody and they're like, yeah, no, that's not happening or it, or it hasn't, you, you, you sensed that something was going to happen and it just didn't play out that way, played out completely differently? Well, if it has, I've never really heard back from them about it. You only hear the good stuff when you're successful. No, they'll call me and they'll say, oh my God, do you know, well, for instance, I was doing a show in Belleville. Whoops, I said where I was going. And someone from the radio station, we had placed an ad there and one of her someone's friend and this this girl no longer works there she came to me and she was coming to me for just in for like you know just in general i said i'd like to know which area you want to talk about first and so i was saying oh i'm really uh hearing <laughs> that uh so and so your hubby's really stressed and i'm seeing red and it's not looking pretty and i was literally seeing red and hearing it and I was feeling really sick to my stomach, and, and then she's laughing it all off. But I was also hearing affair. So I had to be careful what I said because... What? You, uh, you knew that somebody was yeah. having it on her. Her, her spouse was having an affair no, on her. she was, but she just wanted to avoid that area. Well, Who might invade her privacy, right? Well, instead of her saying, oh my she God. She called I'm, you. <laughs> instead of seeing, instead of saying, oh, by the way, this was going to happen. Or like, you know, I'm in this tangle. I would love to say it. But I said, oh my God. I said, I'm... You're, you're an awesome runner. You have these trophies. You, I'm just like just rambling all this information. And all of a sudden I said, I'm warning you now. Your husband's going to blow. And you know why he's going to blow. And our time had kind of went up. And I said, just like, you know, just be careful and whatever. But I also gave her the name of somebody. And I said, this guy has a boat. Who is he? And she looked at me, almost fell off her chair. She goes, this is my husband's friend. Lo and behold, about four weeks later, I get a phone call and I never answer my phone. I let people leave a message because I will be on there all the time. And a lot of times I'm seeing clients. And so I happened to pick it up and she goes, oh my God, Bonnie, can I ask you a question about so-and-so? I said, oh my God, does she know we're calling? Because I can't invade the privacy. Because that's why I really watch. I'll ask her. <laughs> and she said, yes. She said, did you know that her husband was going to kill her? I said, did you know that she didn't want to come clean with that affair? I said, she's, uh, she said, he dug the hole and loaded the gun, and I got a gut feeling. She said, she wasn't supposed to go. I said, yeah, but who actually went to, um, uh, like, you know, the house at the time? She said, John. Oh, really? John that owned the boat. I said, I know your friend is not going to call me. She's really embarrassed. She can call me. That's her gift to me. I'm not charging her. I said, but I'm telling you right now, her hubby is trying to go out for dinner with her. She, they're on Skype. And he's driving by your house. She goes, oh, my God, I know I have that paranoid feeling. And I said, well, I'm telling you this. You tell her if she chooses to go right now, go plan her funeral. And I'm never that blunt. I said, plan her funeral. And they can say it was like the drinking, a little bit of drugs. I said, but that's not how it's Did going. Did she go? No. She never went back. Well, we'll and never you know, know what, what happened. This, we'll this, never know what would have happened this, then. This, this is what's really rewarding. No, she's actually with another gentleman now and not the guy. By the way, I'm not suggesting seen. in any way that I want her to go and get killed. I'm just saying, no, but you she, know, you did see something that I, could have happened. But again, who's to say, right? Exactly. Yeah. And actually, like, you know, when her friend called me up, but that's when I like, I'm, I just like, I'm so thankful and grateful ahead of time. Like a lot of times we can't 
prevent that person from being taken or we can't bring them back. Bonnie, I'm just thinking being your husband must be the most difficult thing in the world. He would never cheat on you, would he? (laughs) No, and the thing of it is he he actually was really cute is because um, he'll go to buy me a Christmas present and I'm on the computer and he walks in the door and I said, oh my God, you paid over $300 for that camera and don't bring in that microwave. And he just get, he said, holy fudgesicle, why do they tell you everything? Because I'll hear the flipping detail. He tried to take me out for my uh, birthday one time, uh, anniversary first. And all of a sudden he, I said, he said, I'm going to make dinner reservations. He's out on the back deck and I'm hearing the white horse and buggy carriage. I'm going, awesome. We're driving into Ottawa. And I said, oh, my. And he says, I'm going to buy you something today. I don't want you to cry because I'm a very sweet, emotional. I, I cry when I'm happy, sad, and excited. And I went, oh, I'm getting that new set, that wedding ring set today. It was our 25th. And I said, where's the horse and buggy and nibbles? He goes, who's nibbles? I said, the horse. I'm going to call him nibbles. And he's like, what the heck? I can't surprise you. You know, Bonnie, you're very entertaining because every time I ask you a question, <laughs> I can give you a big story. I, I'm writing a book. You, I know. I was just going to say it's going to be a long book because you have a lot of stories. But I every, do. but every question I ask you, you, I don't know that you've answered it in oh. in the way that I've asked. In that, that, that it's it's, true. it's a, it's. I will concur. You kind of. You're, you're 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 all about the stories and the playfulness and whatever. But I almost feel like I almost feel like you have a problem talking about your gift somewhat why is that okay what do you mean in which area well it, not, you know it, i asked a, you would your husband ever lie to you would he ever cheat and and, actually, and it's yes, all, he's you know, lying. yes and did you did you catch him oh my god yes i did did you catch him the, the regular way most of us will catch him just by the evidence or Lies? did somebody no, tell I you said, this is how much money you added to the mortgage and you took my name off and didn't tell me and it was our commercial building well can't you just get the banking information for that to tell you the numbers no you know what I, mean? I was hearing seventy thousand dollars oh boy okay yeah so ask me how that went down so yeah not not well <laughs> and so, i actually looked at him and i said oh by the way you i'm hearing cancer so get to the doctor now but you don't have it and you're lying to me and not telling me something's wrong there so he doesn't lie to you anymore does he no and he works for Bell Canada, which is really neat. He gets numbers every day. So he'll go, how many numbers do you think I have today? <laughs> he detests me is the word. I say, shush up. So let me ask you something. If you sat down for a reading, let's just say with Hillary. Now, you know a little bit about Hillary already because you know that she's sick and you know she has a boyfriend. He's Jeremy or his children are Jeremy. Sorry, Hillary. Can't say that he's Jeremy, but I mean, no, it was, it was just, I was like feeling her stomach. and So, right, yeah. right. So with, with that, would, if you just sat down in front of somebody yep. and you knew nothing about them and they yep. didn't even open their mouth and speak, would you be able to pull that vibe off or what, or, 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 or what you're doing to listen? So I'm a skeptic. What I'm saying yes. is it seems to me <laughs> is that you're asking questions to get information and then you're using your common well, sense to sort of put the story oh my together. Gosh, I'm really feeling your stomachs. I'm, I would say I'm seeing like, you know, I'm feeling heat in my stomach. It's sick. Um, By the way, I've got like this clog in my throat. Your energy is really down. Uh, Your boyfriend, um, where are you going away? I I know she's going camping, but on a trip and what's and I'm really hearing a change with his work and blah, 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 blah. And then a lot of times I'll say, by the way, who is Mike? Is Mike for you? Do you know the Mike or does she know the Mike? So at times I'll get the names as well or I want the names. Ah, 
Yeah. So you're you're hearing the word. And Mike. a lot of times I'll hear brother. Hillary, do you have the brother? Do I have a brother? I do. Yeah. What's his first name? Derek. Because whenever I was talking to you, I kept hearing talk to her about her brother. Talk to her. About her. I'm like, oh, who gives a sugar about her brother? <laughs> so, so what? what if you-, you wanted to know something about your brother? Or if you were concerned about him, what area of his life would you be concerned about? Uh, I think that it, wouldn't it be more effective for me to ask you that? Like, aren't I giving you too much? If I okay, t- well, sometimes I could I could talk about um, I could say, oh my god, let's talk about his relationship, or let's talk about his finances. Like, I I really watch what I say for talking about someone else. It doesn't matter. We could talk about either. Let's talk about my brother's relationship. Um, when it comes to relationship, um, first of all, I want to talk about his, his lovely personality. Uh, I feel he's, he's nice and strong, <laughs> independent. However, I do feel, um, he's not flexible, honey. Um, and there's, um, an issue with children around him, I'm feeling. And also I'm hearing, uh, separation with him. So I'm not sure if he's with the person that, um, like if he's, uh, just recently with this person but i'm hearing separation separation also means could be like in their relationship and communication as well dear and i'm also i'm also feeling like there's been a big change with him and i like sometimes i like to go forward but i also like to go backwards and i'm also seeing like you know within the especially the last three years so if you want to look back or have him look back and like explain to him we kind of brought him up on this show because i don't like to do that <laughs> call anybody but i feel that there's been a big change with him um in the last three years like what kind of change okay how do you feel he's proceeded in a good way in the last three years or what and, and what did you like about his relationship in the last three years he's become a more active parent mm-hmm. i went back to work i know yeah but it's more so like it was the kids in the 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 relationship and everything like that and when i said like when i was saying um i just feel there's been a big a, a more of a positive change in the last three years and i'm actually freezing with confirmation with that because i feel like he was kind of uh he would put himself first not by choice at times but he likes to put himself first that's fair and i won't say anymore because like he can listen to this podcast i love you dear brother i was being told to talk about brother and i really sugarcoat and watch what i say when we're talking about other people's family members as well that's fair and, and just I, for don't the record, do that, I, turned... I don't even do that to my in-laws or anybody my, my, my brother and my sister yes i do like you know and it's right. out of love but when we watch it but like you know for instance if someone calls me or if they come in front of one know certain parts about other people i go what do you really want to know very good. Except so, if I really well, Bonnie, want to be a brat. I, I want to play too. Okay, Bonnie. Uh, what's going on with my relationship? Oh, yeah. Now we're getting good. <laughs> what is the first name, please? Oh, my God. That was not good. <laughs> when someone says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, I really love <laughs> That's uh, not I, good. I really love his head because it's really wild and busy, to be honest with you. He's all over the place. What's he doing for work right now? Uh, he's a social worker. <laughs> One, but also, I'm like, ooh, his head, he's, he's, his energy is busy all over. I really love him then. <laughs> I love people that help other people. Uh, and everybody helps everybody in all areas of her life. Uh, but with him... Um, 
um, part of you. Um, Part of you, actually, do you have patience? Uh, yeah, I do. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, I think I have to temper it sometimes. Like, I have to force myself <laughs> to have patience, but I do. <laughs> I'm sitting here clenching my fingers together. Cause what I, what, yeah, you do, actually. But what I was really hearing is you have to have more patience with, with the situation and with him I'm hearing. And I'm sitting here closing my fingers nicely rather than say, Oh my gosh, what part of you doesn't feel patient as well? (laughs) But I do feel that there's a change with his work. Like, you know, and maybe it's like, you know, he's taking, like, you know, taking on more cases or something. There's something revolving as well. I'm also here in center, at the center, wherever he's working or counseling, I do hear like outreach, outreach as well with him. So I'm not sure if he's doing like programs outreach as well, or he has done that in the past. Okay, I don't really want to talk about his work. Thank so. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to play this game too, Hillary. <laughs> you already talked about Hillary's brother. You talked about Hillary's guy. Hillary, you talked to be about- honest with you, you guys would make an awesome couple. Oh, they already do. They do. Yeah, they do. And I'm also seeing the number six with you loud and clear. You hear that, Hillary? Play that number in the lottery tonight. Okay. And split the winnings okay. with me, okay? So, so, so six with you. How long have you been with him right at the current moment, dear? Uh, we are two years in December. I know. She's seeing my fingers. I'm sitting there going, I was holding two fingers. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting. Okay, so really, how have you felt in the last in the last um, uh, six months? Six months. Um, amazing. Like, I think he's... Where's your ring? <laughs> That's going to be a while. Really? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel me, but I'm here in ring, and I'm here in marriage, and I'm here in together, everything. I'm sitting here, but um, I was just kept putting the number two, but I do feel, I can't tell him when to give the ring in that, but you are very well uh, committed and blended together. He's got energy, beautiful energy. You do, too. Your voice is really perked up, but um, and about blending the family, too, as well. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Honey, I told you you have patience, right? Really said no. But You're never you know going to be healthy again, Hillary. You know, you turn and you go, breathe. Because you know what? You're taking on the package. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, let's hear what's going on with Sandra. What's the big thing outside of her dad, like in her immediate life? About my dad's e- emotional issues. Let's, yeah, let's <laughs> His issues, as he would say in Greek. Um. Well, Sandra, what area would you like to talk about? Oh, God. Um, my, my, my family life, my home life. Let's talk about that. Um, That's not personal at all, is it, Hillary? Everything's on the line. It is super uncomfortable because, like, I you're can't really hear. opening yourself up. Pardon me? It's really uncomfortable, especially knowing that it's going to be paid, like, Posted online to open yourself up to anything. Any right? <laughs> um, with, with you, what 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 one situation you're concerned about? Nothing. I'm not concerned about anything. Okay. I, okay. One thing. One thing. <laughs> I literally, my brain is a blank right now. Okay. One thing, actually, when I'm looking at you and we're talking about the home and the house and stuff like that, um, have you recently had a leak in the house? Are you doing something with the plumbing? A leak? No. No leaks. Because I am feeling something now. Just cause I I'm don't know s- if you know, but we've had biblical floods here in Ottawa, so technically everything's been leaking. No, shut. 
<laughs> you're not in the boat around your house. Exactly. No, but I am feeling that there is a leak or there will be a leak in your house. Okay, or, good to know. Okay. Um, when I'm saying leak, it doesn't, like, you know, it's not doing it now, but please just pay attention. Okay. And just well, if I hear it drip, 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 I'll be watching that. <laughs> um, well, actually, my son recently bought a house and I said, I get out and I looked at the real estate agent and said, what the hell's up with the water here? He goes, nothing. I said, oh, really? Uh, and before my uh, son had showed up to even look at it, I said to my husband, Jesus Christ, you shouldn't buy it. Next thing you know, he calls me and says, oh, mom, do you know what? I've had to cut the ceiling. I'm going, what the hell? And I'm feeling the same, hearing the same for you as well, but okay. not necessarily what he went through. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a, a warning thing. Well, I appreciate that. I will keep my eyes open because that's what we need, more like rain and all that stuff in, in our lives. Yeah. Um, also, uh, with you, um, can I have some of the name of your siblings, please? Tina. Mm-hmm. My sister. Um. Uh-oh. Hillary, she's closing her eyes and she looks no. concerned. Well, no. Sometimes people have more than one sibling or whatever, but I kept hearing, I was hearing sister. What would you be concerned about with her? I'm not telling you. Okay, okay. What I'm going <laughs> to tell you and I really want to, I'm not saying this in a bad way or whatever, uh, but just tell her to watch her driving. Her driving? Well, she dri- she's, she lives in Montreal, so that's a fair statement. No, because I'm here in accident, honey. Oh, God, no, don't say that. That's right. Like, so, All right. So when, I'm, so when I'm saying that, and a lot of times I don't like to say things like that, but I'm here an accident, accident, accident. So sometimes I hope they've already had the little accident because if not, I'm here an accident. So what I, and also I was seeing when I closed my eyes, I was seeing like, you know, a lot of like heaviness around her. When I'm saying heaviness, I'm not meaning weight, but a lot of like dark, busy, whatever. What does that mean? Well, it's not like she's like living in the, the white suburbs or whatever. I've seen a lot of congestion around the accident. Okay. So just tell her to what, like, you know, when I'm saying accident, it also means like a little fender bender. Someone could uh, like scrape her car or whatever. But just tell her to be extra cautious. When I hear accident, and I was looking at you and going, I'm hearing sister, sister, sister. Accident, I'm going, oh, sugar. Oh, how many siblings? Give me their names. I'm going, oh, that's the sister. So when my guides are saying that, I'll say, I love it when clients say they've had it. And all of a sudden, when they haven't, I hesitate and sugarcoat. But no, but that's what people go to you for. They don't I know, want but you to I'm sugarcoat hearing, I'm anything. I'm an accident with her in car accident. Okay. So what she can do is really be aware and pay attention. And I'm hearing not her fault, loud and clear. Oh, it would definitely be her fault if there was no. an accident. There's no, no question about it. Don't say that. She's a Montreal don't, driver. No, no. Come on now. But I'm hearing not her fault. Okay. And like, I'm freezing with confirmation. I feel sick. So just tell her to really... So what I do, I said, please put a white light protection around me. Don't let anyone else come near me. Okay. Well, but, and on, I'm also, well on that note, I feel like I have to get. I have to end with Bonnie now and go. My and I'm sister, here to be honest five, with you. I'm here within five months. Within five months, I'm seeing five, and I'm All hoping right. it's five months. But we're hoping it doesn't happen. Bonnie, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, get a reading, which I, I'm assuming you can do over the phone as well, Skype and those kinds of things. Yes, I do. That How do they bit. get in touch with you? Uh, they go through my website at uh, co. Okay, I'm going to put a link on that, on this uh, podcast description, so people can find you. Are you on Facebook, social media, anything like that? I'm on Facebook, uh, Messages from Above with Bonnie Thompson, and also my other Facebook as well, which is Bonnie Thompson, Ottawa, Canada. A lot of times people reach me and inbox me through there. A lot of times I get people sending me pictures and stuff like that in there, and I always tell them... um, 
if you like, and I can't answer each and every one of you. If you want to book a little mini session, I do worry about other people's funds as well. Right. All right. And uh, and if there's anybody like any charities, organizations, anything where I could be like, you know, a guest, like, you know, free with my time and it fits into my schedule. I always tell everybody, reach out. I've done a lot of work with cancer fundraisers, all kinds of fundraisers. I'm not there to do, like, I'll do there to help, like, you know, with readings and stuff. But that's where I volunteer my time. Okay. And sometimes people will ask for donations Bonnie, for the organization. Bonnie, thank you so much for coming in today. You know, I really do have to get off, get off with you now yeah. so I can call my sister. Don't panic her, <laughs> honey. <laughs> my kids... <laughs> Are okay when I give them warnings. All right, okay. <laughs> You're going to make her sick to her stomach. Any, any predictions on when Hillary is going to start feeling better? Hillary? Yeah? I love your voice now. <laughs> She's sexy, isn't she? She's channeling to Demi be, Moore. To be honest with you, I'm like, holy sugar. Your voice, you'll feel better. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> no, take lots of honey and stuff like that. And you know what the voice also represents, dear? And I know your immune system, the voice is also about like you know taking time for you. And, and putting yourself first, not everybody else. So when you do, like you're going away, you said, take time for you. Don't feel you got to entertain and, and keep up with everyone else. Interesting. Thank I you. know, it'd be like putting me on a lawn chair too. I need to talk. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie Thompson. <laughs> Bye, sunshine. Bye. Bye.